0: This is the Music and Mental Health Podcast with Theology and DJ
1: Fat Lane. Hey world, how's it going? Welcome to the Music and Mental Health Podcast, episode 19. The format of this episode is going to be slightly different. Reasons are, I am interviewing somebody today who is from a band called The Limit Breakers. Uh, Her name is Jisun Hughes. She's a dear friend of mine. Our discussion went really long. We, we really got into it. This episode covers grief and loss, and there are themes of suicide that get brought up, so there's your trigger warning. Normally I start with an hour-long DJ mix, but The Limit Breakers just released an EP called Iron Fist, and it's fantastic. So the format of this episode is going to be different. We're going to start with the discussion, part one, and then we're going to play the EP in the middle. And you're going to hear how incredible it is, and I'm really excited for that. Then, we're going to finish the discussion with a part two. So, without further ado, here's part one of my discussion with G. Soon Hughes of the Limit Breakers. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Music and Mental Health Podcast. I'm Theology. Uh, DJ Fat Rain is is on a slight hiatus right now. Um, He's going through a lot of things in his life and we are giving him some grace and giving him a break but today with me I have one of my favorite people who I have met in recent times this is soon Hughes uh soon, we met during VGM together actually um yeah I saw you in the chat a lot during my set as the limit breakers VGM and I had no idea who you were Uh, But then you DM'd me and you said, hey, you should uh, come catch our set. And I did. I literally set an alarm for it on my iPhone. And I (laughs) I, like I custom like named it the Limit Breakers. And it's still in my iPhone, actually. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Sometimes I wake up to the Limit Breakers like I did today. Um, I just haven't changed it yet. Yeah. So anyways, uh, and then Jisun and I uh, met in person at MagFest, which was an incredible weekend. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've talked a lot. We've gotten really deep and real with each other. So I want to have you on the podcast because, uh, you have quite the story and, um, I know that it can help people. So G Do you want to tell us your story?
2: Yeah, absolutely. First of all, uh, Matthew. Theology. Thank you for (laughs) having me here today. I'm really excited to talk to uh, your listeners and uh, share some stuff about uh, the limit breakers and myself. Uh, So, uh, as we all know, uh, maybe in a in a past not too far. Uh, ago uh, we were in the middle of a global pandemic Um, yeah (laughs) so I was a student at the University of North Florida Um, when we all went on spring break in March of 2020 we had no idea that we would not be coming back for like a whole year (laughs) yeah so um, you know it's it's like kind of late March I'm getting antsy because I want to play music but I can't physically play music with my friends. Right. So I essentially um, start to brainstorm. Like I see a lot of these virtual ensembles popping up online and I have the technology. We can make this happen. Totally. Absolutely. And so, <laughs> and so I, you know, was putting together ideas and I was like, well, you know, I'm a brass player, you know, I'm a classically trained player. I, I have a versatile background in music because I was a army musician Um, and kind of did the thing backwards I I got out of high school and then went into the army as a musician and then went back to college to get like proper education sure yeah yeah um (laughs) I was gonna Um, do it and and so uh, you know uh I was like okay well I I know brass quintet that's like a small chamber ensemble you know I that's my bread and butter I can do that and so, yeah, I, my first idea was like, you know, whatever. I'll just see who's interested. It doesn't have to necessarily be a brass quintet. So I I shoot a message out on Facebook one day um, and I'm like, hey guys, like I'm seeing, uh, I'm wondering if anybody is interested in playing and forming a video game music band with me. Like, I, I think it would be fun. I'm in the process of working on an arrangement right now. I just wanna see who's interested. And uh, before I know it, like Paul, who's my current drummer, uh, he's one of the OG Limit Breakers. Uh, Yeah, you met him. (laughs) 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 Uh, He's messaging me, like, hey, I would love to do this. And I was like, okay, cool. I got a drummer. And then, um, you know, um, before I know it, uh, Kylie, who is uh, Kyle's uh, well, now wife. Yeah, they got um, married. Yeah. Yeah, they just got married. Woo. (laughs) Um, She messaged me saying, hey, um, I saw this. Uh, I saw your post, and my boyfriend—he loves video game music. He's a guitar player. I think he'd be great for this. Like, he really loves video games. Would you be interested in having him? I'm like, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Why not? Let's have a let's have a fucking guitar player in this band now. Let's go. So you know, it it just kind of like escalated. Before I know it, I have like 18 people on the screen. Right. I contacted a videographer. We put out and then we put out our first video which is the those who fight cover but just kind of Mm -hmm. jump-started our youtube channel yep and then uh you know we've been you know fast forward today it's been three years of youtube covers which we we post kind of inconsistently because we're not like no offense to anybody else but we're not slaves to the youtube algorithm so uh (laughs) no i
1: love that let's go
2: (laughs) so we just like hey if we need a break we take breaks um there was one kind of involuntary break in there but yeah like um, mostly, I mean, break
1: is in the name, the limit breakers.
2: LL. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, my dad it,
1: joke for the for the podcast. So.
2: There's so many meanings for our name; it's crazy, <laughs> right? We, we can get really meta. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like it, uh, it, it's crazy. And then this last year, we started our live band, and that's kind of the direction we're going in. Is uh, we're kind of moving away from these multi-track videos. Actually, we are going to be moving away from those mm-hmm. and just focusing on our live band and just uploading content related to that. And that that group is going to become. The limit Breakers. I mean, it's kind of already like set in stone already because of the yeah, live right. music performances. And I'm like,
1: you're literally on flyers with those yeah. people right now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. Um, I, it's cool to know the history. I don't think we've actually ever really talked about it with each other, which um, yeah, I love learning new things in a live, I guess, atmosphere. This is really cool. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh some of the things that you've dealt with in your life as far as mental health goes um because this these things we have talked about and yes. i know for a fact that just sharing your story and being raw and real about this is going to help so many people so um yeah without yeah. further ado
2: yeah for sure um yeah so, so yeah uh, where should i start <laughs> <laughs> um maybe i'll start with the army um yeah. so that sounds i good. I was a young 19 year old woman, uh, only one or two, one or two ways out of my hometown is to go into the military or go to college. And I chose go in the military, um, to get college money really, (laughs) Um, it's it's going to be yeah. honest. I, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I did. I mean, America's it be-
1: expensive. It's
2: how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> it became something it meant something more to me later on down the road. But uh, originally I just joined for like, well, you know, they can help me get to college because that's always where I wanted to go anyways. Yeah. Right. Um. So it's 2009, 2000, uh, 2010 time frame. I get to my first duty station after uh, wrapping up the School of Music and uh, it's back home in Fort Stewart, Georgia. Well, um, you know, things are going okay. Um, but then I quickly realized, like, you know, I may be back home, but I my life is owned by the government now. You know, I'm a soldier in the army. I have to abide by all these rules, all these regulations. I have to show up at certain times or I get in trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't the showing up part that I had a problem with. Um I ran it what I ran into was not being understood i was very misunderstood uh as a as a young as a young soldier um i kind of was a bit more direct back in the day um if oh that makes really sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little bit on the abrasive side you know I um yeah. i still have some of those direct mm-hmm. tendencies um specifically when i'm giving like feedback about like mixing mm-hmm. it's, yeah. i never i'm never like oh this sucks like i always like say hey i don't Really like this, and this is why can we try this? You know, that's kind of more like my style now. But yeah, so you know um, have to give
1: good feedback.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I was There's never like the kind of be like, "Oh, this sucks." Don't. You know, back in the day either. But yeah, um, I I was kind of direct and and abrasive, and oftentimes people interpret it as like, "Oh my God, she's so rude." But like, <laughs> it's just like I'm just a southerner. Like, <laughs> I'm
1: just, and also I like. Just, why beat around the bush let's fix the mix
2: right (laughs) you know um and so yeah it was it was that uh you know long story short uh at some point um i really started to notice something was off with me um i started getting increasing suicidal ideations um very intense uh bad nightmares um and and it was affecting my sleep it was affecting my my of course my psyche everything was just getting affected and what it came down to was like I ended up because I I oftentimes I don't do this much anymore I I used to voice my opinions a lot online about like I'm not doing too good or I'm done like yeah and these cryptic messages would would send off red flags for people like oh my goodness is like is Hughes okay because you know Military. They refer you right. by your last name. Use. <laughs> <laughs> um and so really I I ended up having to go and seek help, uh, not voluntarily, uh, with a mental health clinic in the in the army. And so um that kind of jump started my mental health journey um to recovery. Mm-hmm. And so at the time they were like, it's it's GAD. And I'm like What's GAD? Generalized anxiety disorder. I'm like, okay. Well, six months go by and then the diagnosis changes. And it's like, well, you have anxiety with depressive features. And I'm like, okay, all right. Another six months goes by, uh, maybe like to a year because, like, you know, there's gaps here. And then they're diagnosing me with adjustment disorder. And for those that are familiar, adjustment disorder can only be a six month diagnosis until they find what's actually wrong with you. Right. Huh. And so I had adjustment disorder on my, in my medical sheet for like four to five, maybe even six years, you know, like they never readjusted what it was that I had. Um, and then, you know, fast forward me getting out in 2016, um, I was medically retired out of the military. Um, newly married moved to Florida um and then um those problems arise right yeah. uh, uh I think I've br- you know I've briefly talked to you about my ex-wife yeah. um it's still <laughs> a source of pain for me mm-hmm. to talk about her um because of just how she treated me um and I and through that relationship I I actually learned like you know what toxicity was I learned um what gaslighting looks like. Yeah. you know what emotional manipulation looks like totally. and how you know i was being accused of those things when it was actually the other way around um and so yeah like uh kind of backtracking um before i get into that um in 2012 i had a situation where um i was wrongfully accused of some stuff um i'm not going to go into too much detail because uh, yeah it, only it share just, what you're comfortable it, with it's yeah, okay it's yeah. just a source of a lot of like trauma Mm-hmm. Um and from that, um, my chain of command was not very supportive, obviously because they believed the other party involved. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, after a thorough investigation, uh, things came out that it was indeed false allegations. And but you know, the damage was done already. So like, yep, unfortunately, know, that added that added a lot of things to me, and I actually suffer from PTSD from that incident because I I actually had a bit of a a, a psychotic episode um where i dissociated very heavily um because of the trauma induced upon me um my chain of command had cut off my my family from me from talking to me um you know it it was it was a really rough time you know uh so it it, that that was a really hard time i i did not think i'd get through i was suicidal during that time as well and so yeah uh now hopping back now (laughs) hopping back to the 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 ex-wife situation yeah um uh, in 2013, while I was actually still in the military, um, you know, that was actually when I I hit one of the lowest points in my life where I actually did attempt. That was my first um, recorded attempt that I, I ever, you know, tried to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had I have had a quite a few attempts in my life. Um, that one was definitely one of the major ones. And it was related to her. And so, yeah, it. it It's crazy. You know, uh, looking back, I'm like, why did I decide to marry this individual? Why did I get back with this individual? Um, It's it's a part of it's a part of the choices I made as an adult. And, you know, I I have to live with that. But uh, I'm grateful for that, because if I didn't do that, I would have never met Jocelyn. And um, yeah, you know, who's my current uh, partner? Um, She is so fantastic.
1: She really uh, is. I met her at Megfest fest as well. I just want to so, let the listeners yeah. know she's amazing.
2: Yeah. So supportive, yeah. uh, complete one hundred and eighty. Yeah. um, of an individual. And, uh, she, she's really makes me strive to be a better person every day, but yeah, I'm sorry that this is jumping all around and that's stuff, okay. But, no worries. Yeah, um, uh, the most recent traumatic thing to occur in my life, uh, that, I mean, we, we can get into that. Um, you know, if you, if you want to, do another prompt or whatever but um that's essentially like my life story like a little bit about my life background up until I guess sort of kind of like a couple years ago because you know as you know a couple years ago something really bad um happened in my life and yeah so yeah
1: um one thing I want to say before we get into that is Oftentimes we look back at decisions we made, like you being with your ex-wife, you you literally just said, why did I make that decision? Right. But it's something I had to live with. And, you know, I'm glad I did because I never would have met Joss. Oftentimes we do condemn ourselves for our past mistakes in such a manner. Right. Not that, not that I was married, but I also experienced a relationship that was pretty bad, (laughs) pretty abusive mentally. And it also made me want to do similar things. And I I did condemn myself at first for making those choices. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that when you look at the positive and you see the beauty arise from the ashes, there's nothing better than that, right? Like this led you to where you are now. And where you are now is fantastic. And, you know, yeah, maybe different choices would have led you to somewhere else that would have been, I don't know, different. I don't want to say better, but different, you know, and you (laughs) could have avoided all that trauma, but now you have a story to share and that story can empower others. So, um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get into that event that happened two years ago um, because I think it's one of the most Pivotal and and
2: powerful things Yeah so Uh So My nephew Dennis uh passed away Um March 24th Of 2021 Um only a you know A year into the pandemic Um he had epilepsy um and uh he passed away from a rare type of seizure known as uh sudden unexpected death in epilepsy or SUDEP um denny and i were extremely close um i don't i've never really heard of any other people who are like an aunt or an uncle having a relationship uh as i did with my with with uh, with my nephew um he was more like my little brother um because of the way we grew up we were only seven years apart um oh yeah we had a lot of like interests you know um right was he also into vgm yeah you know we played video games together okay uh well yeah he he loved video games and video game music like he we would like hum along the tunes all the time as as kids yeah um you know, I helped raise, you know, raise him a little bit as, as a, as a baby, you know, I changed his diapers. Like, you know, like it, it I was very involved with his life, um, up until the end. Um, and his death of course was something that it, it absolutely broke my heart. It shattered me, um, into millions of pieces. Um, that was my sister's only son, you know, and it, it you know, it's, it's, Obviously it's still a, a source of grief and pain for me yeah. to this day. Um and and uh you know to to my family, to my immediate family, you know, Denny dying really hurt us all. Um I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um I was broken. Like I was so lost. Um I actually the band had to go on a five month hiatus to give me time to just back to being functioning. Totally. Yeah. I I dissociated, you know, for like two months. I every single day for two months I cried. I sobbed. I I was not functioning like a normal person. I I barely ate, you know, and um a lot of people don't talk about uh I mean his grief is personal, right? Like right. A, a lot of people don't openly talk about it. But I think it's personally for me, I, I think it's important to talk about it because if you don't talk about it that person is just a memory that you have and it's going to die with you right mm-hmm. uh, and the people that they knew and it's important to keep talking about them to keep their memory alive and I love uh, that you know so as painful as it is like to talk to you all about it mm-hmm. right now um i think it's important to show like 12 years later i'm still struggling with mental health um various things in my life whether it was a divorce or um you know a traumatic experience in the military or um losing my best friend and and uh you know i didn't mention that but i lost my best friend uh shortly after i joined the military to a car accident and then you know um oh my god, uh, my nephew of course being a very integral part of my life dying um yeah, I, and I've lost before, you know, I, mm-hmm. I lost, like I said, I lost my best friend. Um, I lost my grandmother like four years before I lost any, and that was rough, but I've not f- experienced intense grief like this until we lost Denny. Um, yeah, Dennis was just a... He's a chaotic neutral man. Like, yeah, you would have you loved him. He was I can only imagine he was, he was a fucking trip. <laughs> <laughs> he was funnier than me. And um, one thing that I really loved about him was that he he trolled the trolls, man. Like he could not stand bullies, He could not stand bullies. And he hmm. put them in their place. And it was the funniest thing ever. And I some of that. those bullies would become his friends because he would turn them. It was crazy. It's like, what the hell are you doing to make I love these? It. Like, what? Where is this superpower? Why? Why couldn't I have that growing he, up? You know he extinguished. I, mean? I, I was bullied, you know. So it's crazy, like, to see this kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, man, it, it, it's it's crazy just to see this kid, uh, who just has such chaotic energy, just you know, do the things he did in yeah. life. Um, and he was he was you know before he died he was just on the cusp of like finally figuring out what he wanted to do in his adult life he was uh, working towards being a nurse, um, and so you know he loved helping people yeah it's where he thrived like you know he he was just such a such a light you know I know a lot of people brag about their person you know their people in their life because they you know they they want to present the best per- version of them but Dennis truly was that person you know yeah totally um <clears throat> yeah it's it's really cool
1: i i have also learned that you know you should definitely keep speaking about somebody you know after they're gone because uh if you don't then yeah their memory dies right uh yeah what i love in you talking about denny right now is that you're bringing up all these insanely cool positive things about him right And gosh, that is something to be admired and emulated. And just think, if we didn't talk about people like Denny, we wouldn't talk about those positive things. And then perhaps they would not influence us in our future. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. Without further ado, here is The Limit Breakers with the Iron Fist EP. Enjoy. Wow. That is iron fist. Seriously. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> tech and music is underrated. Let's go. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's that so it good. Is. <laughs> um, thank you for enabling me to play the whole thing. I know that it's, uh, I just, I just want to promote you guys. Cause oh my gosh, Aww, I'm obsessed with you. Thank and you. Cannot wait for your set at VGM Con. That's going to be a trip. Um, but anyways, before the break and before uh, that incredible EP, uh, we were talking about how loss can shape the future in your life. Um, I I also have personally dealt with uh, with loss. So I had a friend who I actually met him serving him at Perkins, which is like it's a restaurant like Denny's, but it's like classier i'm putting that in air quotes yeah for the audio i know listeners. perkins we, yeah got yeah a couple right here in florida dude i actually miss it and like when we move back to minnesota i'm for sure gonna eat at perkins <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah so i met him serving him he was i want to say he was 63 when we met um it was him and his wife sue uh so okay there was like buzz in the in the kitchen that the day that I met him like oh the the kilt guy is here so this dude he would wear kilts just out in public not even (laughs) Scottish like he would just wear kilts because he was just that cool um so I started talking to him and I found out he likes rugby too and I played rugby when I was in high school and so we had this like connection right away yeah I know right I broke three bones though but it was like the most fun I've ever had playing sports so whatever it even that's intense I know super (laughs) yeah so uh, he actually invited me over to his place to watch a rugby match. And when I got to his place, we watched the match, made all these jokes, it was super fun. And then, uh, me talking about my music came up, and lo and behold, this dude liked trance. He literally had music on his computer from Anjuna Beats, which is like this tattoo that I have. Yeah. And I'm like, you're 63. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say that dude and I became like best friends. Um, this was also at a time when I lived in downtown Minneapolis and he lived on the other side of downtown Minneapolis. So wow, I I would bike to his place all the time. We would hang out and have coffee. Uh, he was, he was a mentor to me and he is one of the reasons why I am who I am today was his influence on my life. Uh, Sadly, uh, I was starting a new job at a new restaurant called Longfellow Grill, which uh, him and his wife, so they were regulars at Perkins and then they became regulars at this place called Longfellow Grill. And uh, they talked me up to the management and basically got me a job there. And the week that I was training, uh, he had to go to the hospital and you know, I thought he was going to be fine. I thought he was going to be okay. And then he passed away from a brain hemorrhage and I never got to say bye. <laughs> and oh. it, yeah, his influence on my life was insane. And that is the one thing in life that I regret is that I never went to see him and, and say bye, but <laughs> to make up yeah. for it, um, I took a trip to the Netherlands that was another special place for us. One of my, actually, my first time in the Netherlands. Uh, him and Sue happened to be there as well, just randomly. Uh, so I met up with them, and we did a bike tour. Had uh, we had panikukin together in you know these tiny hole in the wall restaurants, and just super cool. I mean, that is a huge reason why I am in love with that country today is because of his influence on me. But uh, you know, we were talking earlier about how loss can shape our future right and my goodness like if only if only he could see me now he'd be so proud of how i've grown how i have changed in life and how i'm different yet still the same in a lot of in a lot of w- ways that are all positive i mean heck i'm i'm becoming fluent in dutch now like <laughs> he would be so proud of that yeah, yeah like totally um he'd be so proud of where i am at with with my music i just know it and i miss him every day dearly uh kind of a weird connection right because not my family at all but he became very close to me kind of like family and uh and again not trying to to one up i'm just trying to relate um, that's, oh no that's, no that's all i, I ever t- try
2: to do not taking it that way at all yeah um, and I'm, I'm really sorry for your loss like i, I really Thank wish you. i could have met them they yeah. sounded like they were a very wonderful person i'll show you some
1: pictures at vgm con um i would love that yeah he's that. he's the bomb um and yeah his his wife uh is still still kicking she is she also is in. Minneapolis. And, Oh, I need to tell her that I'm officially moving back so that uh, we can start (laughs) hanging out again. But yeah, that is one thing that, uh, that we do. And and actually his funeral, we called it his graduation party, which I love that. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. like we, that was one of the things that was emphasized, right. Was to, to talk about these people when they're gone, because if you don't, then their memory dies and that's not okay. And I don't think they would be okay with that. So especially the big O, um, what are some other ways that uh your loss has helped shape your future for for positive ways
2: yeah um so first of all thank you for sharing that wonderful you know story about your friend with with me totally um you know that there definitely were some parallels there that i felt you know yeah in in, in what you were saying um uh, I, I would say like, you know, after the hiatus, you know, like I was telling you earlier, we we had a five-month hiatus. Um, then when I came back, we came back swinging. You know, I I was determined to take my life back from grief. I was determined to be a functioning person again. And, uh, you know, the band was super supportive. They were so happy when I contacted them saying, hey, guys, uh, I think I'm in a place where I can get back to working on videos, get back to working on making music. And they were so thrilled to have me back. They were, they were like, yeah, you know, they weren't sure if like we were going to keep doing it, but they were so happy because um, TLB isn't just a source of, uh, of, you know, happiness for me and, and fulfillment for me. It's, it's also a source for totally, seven or six other people i guess yeah 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 yeah, exactly so um and so you know and at the time it was like more like 10 people but yeah Yeah. they (laughs) all they all were about it they they all were like yeah this is this is great you know um we can't wait to get back and we came back with that legend of zelda ocarina of time medley uh, video <laughs> yep uh and you know it just kind of kickstarted, uh you know a year or two where uh, kyle was writing a lot of the arrangements and i was video editing so you know it was really nice to have some more of delegation and and kyle's honestly like he's he's a master arranger you know he he comes up with some oh, really yeah. unique things um and it's it's really cool to see like just how far we've come like we were a uh, year two i would say like we got really experimental, but um, you know, going back to, you know, how Denny kind of helped shape that for me was mm-hmm. I was determined to, to, to carry the pain forward. You know, I, I actually have a tattoo. Uh, it's a kind of hard to see, but it's a, it's a legend of Zelda or not a legend of Zelda. Excuse me. It's a, it's a kingdom hearts tattoo. Like the, like, there you go. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. yep um, yep. I know that's it. not really a good view there, but essentially it's, it's the kingdom hearts heart. And uh, it's got his initials in the middle, DFF, for Dennis Freddie French. Um, and there's an epilepsy ribbon intertwined with it at the bottom here. And then in Latin, it says, Prefer et abdura, dolor hic tibi, proderit olim, which means be patient. Someday this, pa- this pain will be useful to you. He had that tattooed on either his upper right chest or uh, his upper left chest kind of at an angle. And, um, you know... I remember when he first shared that tattoo with me, I was actually one of the first people to find out about it because his mom (laughs) did not know about it. My sister, she was infuriated when she found out he got it like less than 48 (laughs) hours after he moved from Korea, which was funny. Um, (laughs) But uh, so essentially, uh, you know, I, um, you know, that was a a phrase that was very meaningful to him. So I decided, well, uh, Denny was a very louder than life kind of person. So I'm going to have a tattoo that's, visible for people to kind of ask me about it you know to I generate love that. that and and to also carry the pain forward and so I was determined like to fight off the ideations fight off um, off of off everything that was getting in the way of me continuing to make music and doing mm-hmm. the thing that I love mm-hmm. to do that Denny supported me on um that he Knew, like you know, I know that he would not have wanted me to continue to just stay stuck with my grief, totally. Instead of trying to move forward, move through it, rather. Yeah, you know, because you you never truly, in my opinion, you never truly get over it. It's gonna always stay with you for the rest of your life. I totally agree. Yeah, hundred it's percent. It's gonna stay with you. You know. Yeah. Um, I saw this like diagram recently. Um, maybe like a few months ago. It really helped me like, uh, sorry, if you see me leaning over, I'm trying to get my cat to stop doing funny things. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It it was this, this like iron ball, right? And inside of a, inside of a jar that showed like the, the, I guess the metaphor of, of grief, like we grow around our grief. Mm. It doesn't get smaller. It's the same size. We just grow around it. And that's when something clicked in my head. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. Like I have come so far in just two years. I still have the moments where I think of him and I burst into tears.
1: Right. For sure.
2: But I also have moments where I'm like, man, he would think that's so funny or. Yeah. Like or or like, wow, this 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 reminds me so much of him or like, man, he would he would probably like laugh at this or he probably like roast this person so hard you know like (laughs) um i i would just have those kind of moments and it and the the moments of bursting into tears have become less Mm -hmm. but i still have them like i know i'm gonna be a mess here in a couple days because the anniversary is coming up on the 24th so of this month so it's uh yeah wow kind of leading up to it i'm kind of glad i i've I've been involved with the podcast so i can kind of prepare myself mentally for for this so thank you for that but uh yeah um kind of like sure encompassing yeah well thank you no problem kind of encompassing (laughs) everything you know you asked me sorry i know long story long story short which i tend to get on these tangents but um denny dying motivated me to to get off my ass and live get off my ass and and try to make art that I'm proud of, that I know he'd be proud of me for. And he would try to, try to have a meaningful life and try great. to be as good of a person and make as positive of an influence as possible. It's yeah. what it motivated me to do. And I'm right. striving for every day. Yeah. Don't know if I'm succeeding, but I'm striving <laughs> for it.
1: Well, G soon, you know, I've only known you for what? Five, five months now, six months. And. Iron fist is unbelievable. Like, <laughs> You'd be proud of you beyond a shadow of a doubt. Unless he like was one of those
2: people who hated good music. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, he, See? Uh, he'd be proud. <laughs> he, he liked good music. He also liked trash music and I made fun of him for it. No, but,
1: <laughs> you know, just oh, like, just
2: like weird, you know, he liked like weird, like indie bands. And, you know, I, I thought it was quirky, but I, I love that about him. You yeah. Know? I was totally. like, you know, <sighs> well,
1: man i I honestly like I want to wrap this up here because I feel like this is a really good note. I got the warm fuzzies. Um, can you repeat uh, can you repeat what you said earlier about grief growing around you? I want to end on that note because yeah. oh my gosh, it's just it's so powerful. Um I had never thought about it that way. uh, I mean, you probably even saw me on camera. I did the like mind blown thing. <laughs> I've I've never thought about it in that way, um, but it's true. Like we grow around it and I feel like the more that we talk about things like this, the more we grow and the more yeah. power we gain over the grief. Right. Yeah. Cause again, it's going to be there. It's going to be the same size, but the more you talk about it, the more you grow powerful and the more, uh, the more you're able to cope and to deal with it. And, and again, I know both Owen and Denny would be very proud that we're having in this conversation. Um, it's, I, I just, I really hope it helps people and inspires people. I don't know. Do you have any last minute thoughts? G-soon?
2: Yeah, no, um, You you encapsulate everything that I was gonna say. I I, you know I'm just I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to open up and you know for any listener out there that is struggling with grief or or uh, anxiety depression um, maybe bipolar symptoms or any anything related to that um, just know like I know it's cliche there is a light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. uh, and. You know, there are going to be days, maybe even weeks, maybe months, maybe even in years that you feel like you're you're struggling to tread water and 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 you don't know if you're going to make it. Um, But there are people out there that love you and they care about you and they want you to keep going and and they want you to thrive and and to and to work at getting uh, everything in life you deserve and and. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes there's going to be obstacles that get in the way of that. But by relying on those people and by, you know, having a good support system, um, I can't, I can't stress therapy and, and maybe if it, if it's what you need medication, you know, mm-hmm. uh, enough because <laughs> it, it can help balance you out. It can help. Um, it can help you turn your way of thinking around. So that way you can combat the suicidal ideations. So that way you, you don't find yourself, uh, attempting to take your life or, um, you know, that you don't find yourself in a situation you can't get out of again, you know, because it's, it's, it's sadly a permanent, it's a permanent thing. You know, yeah. when you're gone, you're gone and, you know, we need you, we need you here. Like, I may not know you, um, you may not know me, but I can, I can say 100% that I care about you and Good I, words. I want you to stay here on earth. And, and so, you know, let's stay, go. stay here as long as your, your natural body will allow, you know, that's, that's the goal is to stay here as long as your, your heart and your, your body engine can keep going. Absolutely. Um, so that's, that's what I got to say to Absolutely. you, listener. You you, you got this. Love it.
1: G-Soon, thank, thank you so much. Remember, one Absolutely. day this pain will be useful.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Uh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> on that, that note, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, man, this has been a great discussion. I have linked the Limit Breakers EP in the description. Um, if you're on YouTube, that is. Don't really know how to do that on Spotify yet because I'm a boomer or something. Uh, <laughs> but uh, definitely give it a purchase. Support them. Um, And if you're in the Minneapolis area, uh, April 14th to the 16th, we will both be performing at VGM con. So make sure you catch us there. We would love to say hi. Without further ado, thank you again, G soon. And we will see you guys next month on the music and mental health podcast. Thank you, Matthew. It's been a pleasure.